0: Welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. This podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences, ideas, and happenings in the world of business. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey. Introducing your host, award-winning entrepreneur and Prince's Trust business mentor, Jay Dillon. So, Elena, and thank you for coming on the podcast.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, what a pleasure.
0: No, thank you. So, for my listeners and viewers, you're a Hollywood actress and model, voted top 100 ever by Maxim, a very successful businesswoman that's been featured on top influencers on Forbes, a public speaker, and author of the best selling book, Build an Empire, much, much more. But thank you and welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, wow. Thanks for that awesome intro. It's always nice to be reminded.
0: Thank you. No, that's definitely good. So, look, I want to paint the picture because we've been through some difficult times recently. Obviously, we're still going through at the moment. Um, I want to take you back to the 10X conference Um, when, you you know, in Las Vegas, 13,000 people sold out. Um, You were on stage, did an amazing performance. Mayweather, Usher, 21st of February on a month we're in march and this virus comes out of nowhere just talk me through the massive change that you've seen happening just within that short space of time
1: well it's incredible that 10x GrowthCon was the fourth and by far the best every year. They just get more and more powerful. And so we were on a total high coming from this event, super geared up from all of the activity and action. We were supposed to be away on a two month project, and then after, which would be now. And then at the end, May 31st, was going to be the end of that project and the start of our 50 city American tour for 10X. So we went from like all gangbusters, all missions aligned to everything came to a halt. Everything is stopped. Now we've had to reposition and redirect ourselves and figure out where to focus, what to put the attention on, how to take care of the company, of the real estate, of everything, how to set ourselves up for the other side of this, being bigger, badder, stronger, more unstoppable, how to keep ourselves focused through these uncertain times where I don't care who you are. And I have talked to hectic millionaires, CEOs of companies since this has happened, and I don't know one person that hasn't been affected by this, who hasn't felt a gut punch from this, and just the anxiety of not knowing the market, not knowing what's to come, is stressful no matter who you are, so we have now had to delegate, uh, not delegate, but um, figure out these uncharted territories, these these new emotions, these new wave of emotions, you know, we were rocking on rock solid confidence, certainty, power. And the appearance of that is that that got taken away from us. And now I realize that is just an appearance, but it's hard to not get sucked up in it with all the uncertainty going around. So now we've had to just sort of reboot and like everyone else, and restructure ourselves, our operating base, and our organization to uh, find ways to give ourselves con- confidence and certainty and take all the actions necessary to prepare ourselves for the future so that it is more stable than just being effective at all. So that's what we've had to do. That's how we've had to shift, adjust, counter, and um, And so that's been our saving grace is is actually mapping out a plan of actions that we need to do to to get the course set for long term stability, not just the appearance of what's occurring right now.
0: Yeah, and to be honest, when I spoke to Grant and this would have been probably like a week after shutdown when he was away. Um, at the church and he was staying and he's away from you at the time and I can remember him just talking about action action, going to zero and after that interview, a lot of people were messaging me what does it mean zero I said it's the mindset of just going at it and uh, me and Grant talked about some stuff basically you know when you release stuff, you get a lot of negativity there's a lot of people speculating and saying oh redundancies, but as a business you've got to do you've got to do it to maneuver through this right?
1: Mm-hmm. A million percent. We've had to do the same thing. And, you know, unfortunately, only the few real business owners, entrepreneurs will understand what someone in our situation must do and must make those difficult decisions. Uh, in order to preserve the longevity of the current staff and then ultimately the growing staff. Uh, Certainly, we we want to have employees by the thousands. That's where our vision is. That's the growth. That's where we want to go. We want to expand in the empire. So when we have to make a decision to retract and do let certain people go that, uh, protects the the company, the organization, the viability, and then we can maintain who we have and then build out as this thing opens up. But a lot of people who don't understand the intelligence behind that and the will and the strength that it takes to actually not care what you look like in order to protect the greatest number of people involved, including our, our, our investors, our of the staff, you know, so, you know, not having to worry about being uh, afraid of what you look like. uh, It does take a leader and an entrepreneur to, to make those calls and it never feels good, but the people who want to criticize, who will never understand what it takes, you know, they just want to project this idea that the quote unquote wealthy person or the boss that somehow we, um, we, actually receive pleasure from having to let people go and, um, don't see the other side of it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's actually navigating the waters and we're setting ourselves up for the other side of this, which will make those enemies hate us even more because we will be successful and we will hire people again and we'll hire even more than we had. And we will hit our numbers because that's how we're, designed and set up to do we've we put in the discipline for this exact moment since it happened to us the first time in 2008 the only difference is now is that we are stronger and more prepared more prepared than we ever were in 2008 so um i have no doubt we're we're not going to get through this and get through it well
0: um, yeah and they're touching in 2008 and 9 because obviously you know watch your story and listen to it you know you talked about being prepared um seriously as this just talk you took you off guard a little bit because you know i've been through 2008-9 it makes you really really paranoid about making sure everything's ready and you're prepared for a big shock i mean was this something like you know even you couldn't even predict even prepare for because it's difficult isn't it? a lot of business owners just didn't see this coming
1: No, it's no one, no one, not, not one person I have talked to predicted this or could have predicted this like a global shutdown. Like it, it was unfathomable. And I have an amazing imagination and ability to predict futures. I never, I mean, mock-up futures, like I can't predict the future, but I never even figured out a worst-case scenario for that. However, with that being said, Grant has set us up to be in the situation where we are prepared for it now, because he has been talking about another economic collapse coming for a long time. And we have learned a lot of methods and strategies that got us through it the first time, why we failed the first time, what we need to strengthen to set ourselves up for this time so we are just in an extremely strong position right now uh, to to deal with this with that being said it's still difficult and we still have felt the impact of the blow everyone is going to experience this category 5 hurricane everyone's gonna have to do damage control and whatnot but we have structured ourselves and set ourselves up to be in a Category 5 building to be able to withstand it better than maybe someone who wasn't prepared for this and hasn't been working the last 10-12 years to to fortify themselves.
0: Yeah, 100%. And like you said, there is something feels like it's going to come after this because obviously a lot of the government, especially in the UK, have propped up the economy and kept it going where really, you know, it could have all blown down. And a lot of people, even smaller businesses, would have taken a massive hit. So is that what kind of thing you're talking about, maybe the ripple effect from actually doing this?
1: I mean, I still think we haven't felt what this really means and how it's really affected us. I, I still think we're all... Even though we have imaginations and we we don't know, but we haven't really seen it. Um, I still think we're in this honeymoon phase. We're all still shut in. I don't know what it looks like that 30 million people have lost their jobs. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know when this thing opens up where everyone will be. Does how many people can't afford to put food on their tables? Is that real? Is this another depression type situation? Like, I I don't know. I don't feel like it's really been, we've really been hit by that full impact yet. And what happens when the next round and the next round of that money finally is gone and there is no more like, I I mean, it's just too, we're too early to really see it. But yes, I agree with you. I think the small businesses and the people who don't know about massive action or follow up or how to be creative or, or anything that Grant has been talking or preaching about in the last decade, they just, they don't stand a chance. So they will have to figure out how to reinvent themselves or another market to go into or another job line. Um, because they won't survive.
0: And that yep. is the truth of it. 100%. And like you said, 2009, you know, we, we both, we all went through that. And some of the listeners might not have gone through that. And I keep talking my podcasts, be prepared. Obviously, we don't know how this was going to come, but the next thing, the recession is going to come. So you've got to be prepared because you're going to get wiped out. But looking at that, you know, you talk about building an empire and obviously, you know 10x is about growing and growing and growing do you think we're in the phase now you've got to roll up your sleeves and just get on with it you know or do you still have that vision of keep building and building well, where, where do you stand in that in the empire building
1: well i definitely still have the vision to keep building and building and i'm constantly building and building knowing that and that i am expanding and building now today even though the appearance is that maybe it's it's retreated and retracted. I mean, uh, yes, you talk about being prepared. We, we are preparing for this. Every, economically, we are economizing, so there is no spending in my household right now unless it is going to be for self-enhancement or to better ourselves, improve ourselves, uh, add revenue to the bottom line of the company, Uh, So we're already implementing those phases right now. But the biggest thing that we can do is take massive action and to fill the pipeline. We are still producing in my company. We are still making money. We are still uh, advancing and expanding. However, it's taking approximately 318 calls to close a deal today than it was versus pre all of this. So we're still getting it done, but we're also having to work harder. And and because of that, our guys at the end of this are going to be more disciplined. They're going to be able to work through and know more. These guys are, are meeting themselves and in an environment that is extremely difficult. So when this thing all opens up, who knows a year or two, whatever it is, these guys are going to be Assets. These guys are beasts, animals ready to just devour the competition when all of this opens. So when all of this opens, I know it's going to be like a floodgate for our organization because we're doing the difficult work now to set ourselves up for later.
0: Yeah, no, that's a key lesson in itself. You know, you've got to keep motivated. You've got to watch your bottom line even more now and you've got to still keep growing. And I think that's what a lot of people don't do, they retract too much. You still got to keep growing, but growing the right way. And I think that's a really important point you've made there, Elena. So with the family side, so how do you keep the positive? Obviously, you know, the reason I want to get in the shot, I think there's a real good post about you keeping the family unit tight and keeping the partnership tab. Obviously you just see my wife and my children. And you know, that's another balance because obviously, you know, I go through the same challenges myself because I'm on the front line, my wife, she supports me, she does everything, she's got her own businesses. But keeping that tight, especially in quarantine, is difficult. I mean, how have you managed to keep the balance right?
1: Well, I made a decision when this thing first started that I was going to be better on the other side of this. And so I already envisioned what I looked like on the other side of this. And now I'm backtracking to take the steps. So. One of the areas that you mentioned is the family life and how I'm going to keep it together. And so I've made a decision. I will become a better mother during all of this, which means I've had to look at how I was operating and how do I do things differently now to make that line stronger for all of us to have more of a a distraction free environment and to keep the stress levels down. So I've had to make personal sacrifice. I, I can only speak for myself. I've had to make personal sacrifices, which means I haven't hit certain deadlines Professionally that I've wanted to because I am able to observe and recognize when I need to put more time into the relationship with the kids and when they really need me and then how to figure out how to keep them occupied, give them a purpose. I've just brought two new kittens into the house. (laughs) kittens are normally a liability in our house we travel we don't my husband and i don't want pets we we've been on the same page about this for a long time but i've looked at this time and the importance of giving kids a purpose they need a purpose and and it had been too long uh for them not to have a purpose now they're occupied this these kids and the kittens are like therapy, you know, they, there's so much love that's been brought in during this quarantine. I had to find ways to keep these kids occupied and with a purpose and their attention focused on something other than their boredom. And, 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 and so, you know, I've had to find creativity and use imagination on how I can make this work for all of the family members involved not just what was best for Grant and myself so these liabilities I've learned how to turn those into assets for the family and so you know just introducing different elements like that and and then Grant you know I have had to make a conscious decision to be nice to him because i'm stressed out too and he's stressed out and the little stuff blows him up it bothers him to come home now and see my work now on the bar when he comes home there's a bar in our in our family room area where we and so it bothers him to see all of my stuff there so i've had to make a conscious effort not to snap back when he snaps at me because he's irritated that he doesn't have the the way things were. And the way things were are different. And I don't know if it's going to be a permanent thing, probably not. But I've also had to make a a conscious effort to clean up after myself to, to make it easier for him to deal with the stresses that he's had to deal with. And so there are changes. And you just have to accept that life is different, Right now, it is not the way it was. There will have to be changes made and you just, the sooner you can accept that you need to a change and adjust and figure out how to make your problems solutions, the easier it's going to be on everyone. But if you have these fixed ideas of the way things were, you're going to have a lot more stress in the environment.
0: Yeah. And also you can pull back on your old, old experience of 2008, 2009, remind yourself that you can get through this. And that's why we talk about mentors and um, granters mentoring as well. It's important to have the right advice and, and the right person to take you in the right direction, because you know, if you get the wrong advice at this time, it's going to take you the opposite way, which is going to work against you. Right. Because there's so much negativity out there.
1: million percent. Million percent. So, you know, especially in the the partnership role, you, you really have to wear your role in the relationship and operate in spite of the difficultiness. And you actually can use this as an opportunity to fortify. And even though things might appear to be a little more difficult between the two of you now, and certainly Grant and I have also had our own challenges during this period, and they do seem harder and more difficult. But it's also an opportunity for us to, wow, you know what, maybe I've let not communicating about this particular area go on a little too long because things were running well and smooth and I was trying to make things work. But now maybe this opportunity is an opportunity to like, you know what, now we have the opportunity to tweak this and make this area a little bit better. And even if it doesn't appear to be like perfect right now, at least, you know, you're on the road to sorting it out. So it is about a mindset. It is about looking at how to turn every liability into an asset, how to turn what could seem like a disadvantage right now into an opportunity to fortify as a couple. As long as you have the trust in, anything can be worked out the trust and the respect and the willingness to stay in love as a couple. And when that leaves, that's a whole nother set of problems that I'm sure we don't want to discuss on your (laughs) business show. But
0: yeah, but I think there there is a link to business and obviously a lot of entrepreneurs, um, you know, the partners are bought into it. And the relationship side, I think is quite fascinating because especially now when you're having to live together, stay together, it's more now important than ever to make sure you've got that tight bond. Because if you're both stressed, nothing's going to get achieved, right? So I think it is an important link to business and relationships.
1: Well, to me, I think it all starts in the home. And if you're out creating all day on your businesses and you come home in the end of the day and you start tearing each other apart, you're not really going to advance really far as an empire that grows together. Um, So I agree with you. I think it comes from the home and being able to use this opportunity to sort out your roles and who does what and really trusting each other to do what their role is and not trying to continually bypass them or... um, or or question the decisions that they've made, you know, like kittens, you know, Grant hated it. But in the end, I think he will see, and they're growing on him. But I use that as one small example because that's my department. I run the home. I run the feeling of the home and in the environment, not because I'm a woman, because of our strengths and our weaknesses. He runs the business. There are times when he does things in the business that I think wasn't maybe the smartest thing, or I would have done it differently. However, at the end of the day, it's important for me to stand behind his decision because we have elected that that's the department he runs. And then in the end of the day, it's important for him to get behind and trust as a mother and as the family operator officer of our unit that I made the right decision and to back me on that. And the more that you can trust each other within your roles, the less likely you are going to be to stop trying to vie for positions and who's right and who's wrong. Because when you ultimately have your purpose together as a unit, where you're going and what the end product is, you can stop fighting each other over the little non-essential stuff and really figure out how to work together to build your empire so that you can each achieve heightened success in each of your roles as a couple.
0: I think that's such an amazing point. And I'll be honest I struggled with that. And you know me too.
1: Me too. I yeah. that's how I know this. I have struggled through this. I continue to struggle through this. I only speak about what I have already gotten through. However, I can't get specific right now with what I'm dealing with because also in my book, I talk about seek your own counsel and don't talk about your problems with anyone else until you've figured them out. So I can't get into what I'm experiencing or having challenges with in real detail right now, because I'm not fully on the other side of it. But I'm not saying that you can reach a level and then all of a sudden it's perfect. I've been 16 years almost married to a man that is high powered, successful, and I'm constantly under extremely pressure situations most of the time. And even though I've gotten myself through it through this point doesn't mean I'm not going to continually have to get through it to the next level. So it's, it's, I speak about this because I have been through it or am going through it myself and am trying to figure it out. And again, I've never claimed to be perfect, have the perfect relationship. I just claim to have figured a lot of things out, right? And we are doing more right things than wrong things. And we have helped each other achieve heightened success. So we do have stats in that area
0: yeah and it's interesting because obviously we've got children you've got children as well I can remember a quote that put on Instagram and I think I saved it on my thing and it said the kids are watching
1: watching. I knew you were gonna say
0: that yeah and, and you know what that for me was a bit of a game changer because sometimes as a couple you kind of get off track we don't forget now these kids are watching everything and that quote is timely for me and I thought you know what it's not always about probably both of it's about the kids growing up what are they seeing and we're trying to encourage them to be confident but at the same time i think a lot of business entrepreneurs and couples you've got to understand what you're doing they're watching so as much as trying to sort yourself out you're kind of bringing some people do you know what i mean do you want to explain on that quote and what your meaning is around that
1: well I million percent agree the children know what is going on they can perceive tone levels they can perceive when you're upset or sad or angry, even when you try to pretend otherwise, which you should do in front of children. I'm not saying don't, you know, they should not have access to adult problems. That should never be on their plate. Uh, So it is up to the parent to Assume the responsibility as a parent to figure out and how to handle and work out situations behind closed doors and come out as a unified front, even when you're not unified. Like, even when you're not unified, that is still your role as a parent to create stability in the family, in the family unit. So, just because husband and wife are going through topsy turvy doesn't mean the kids should have access or privy to that that sort of um side or that aspect of things so the children are watching and the more responsible that you are the more you will be able to keep that separate from your children and i have not always been perfect of that either but i am trying more and more and more to to own my role and that responsibility and it isn't easy i mean i have my personality i now have my husband's personality and i have two children and their personality and what they're going through and at the different ages of them trying to claim self-independence and trying to give them self independence but within a structured guideline and it's really not easy it's not an easy task by any means but Um, but if you understand your purpose and that you want to raise happy, healthy, contributing members of society for the future, what does that look like? And, um, and, and if you keep the big purpose in line, then, and if my purpose is to create, um, a stable home, then the responsibility ultimately goes on my shoulders. I would hope Grant would assume that responsibility too, and he does, but but in the end, I can't depend on that. It has to be from me. Like that's how high level responsibility I'm willing to, to claim for that
0: yeah and I love the way you take the family life serious as the business life because like I said it is a combination of both mm-hmm. and we can probably do a family show together on that because we got similar kind of with our two daughters and obviously what we're going through but I want to talk on the business side let's get on the business side and some value for my listeners so you know you mentioned about what you're doing at the moment if you could share some tips to people now going through similar kind of things what would you say your key tips are um, to, to, to get through this tough period and you've noticed that in your businesses
1: um, well, I we economize. I uh, first and foremost, I I've, I've accepted where I'm at, and I've also accepted that I need to change. Number two, we implement. We're economizing. We're we're we are not spending frivolously. We are spending to self-enhance on all of the the things that we need to do and become to become assets. So I am investing money and time and energy on myself to to become better in what I do. Um, Also, I'm looking at who's in my life, who's in my circle, who's really supporting, supporting, how to support, who takes interest in the success of me and who doesn't who is aligned with my mission my purposes our purposes and who doesn't i'm looking at the people in my life who needs to have a little less time spent with me who needs to be how do i spend more time with this person that's going to actually help me with the longevity of my empire um I'm eliminating, even economizing on loaf time. Um, how do I take care of myself more with the physical health and the workouts? Um, you know, so economizing, working on self, eliminating the people that that drag me down even more. And it's been a big eye opener to see who's really been there and who hasn't. And the same. Who do I support and why? What is their mission? How do I support them? How do I become a better wife? How do I become a better mother in this? How do I become a better business person, a better leader? And what are the steps that I need to take in order to be that? And I'm doing them. I'm using discipline. I wake up every single morning and my feet hit the ground right now at 6 a.m. latest because I know I have to be strong and I have to be disciplined right now. I'm working on my book. I'm working on so many projects right now that like, I can't allow myself to get swept up in uncertainty, to get swept up in sadness or depression or the waves of uncertainty that come to me. I understand that it's my responsibility to be a strength and a beacon of hope for other women out there or men or couples. So I have to hold myself to a higher accountability level more than ever. So if anyone's looking out there, well, what can I do? Make a decision right now that you are a leader and other people can depend on you and that you do make a difference. And if you don't know your value, write down your value. Who are you? What is your story? What do you have to contribute to the world? How do you strengthen those, those strengths? How do you avoid your weaknesses and get working on yourself? There is so much to do right now. We really can't afford to be watching all of Netflix right now. However, with that being said, also find the time to create fun in your life and to lighten the mood and use humor and fun as diffusers of the stress and do set aside the time. Now I'm going to be ironic here, but do set aside the time to watch an episode or two of your favorite show in order to... Just give yourself some destimulation and some relaxation. So you have to figure out what works best for you and put yourself on a schedule. So you filled up every single moment of your schedule with a plan that keeps you on track with who you want to be in the future and what your future empire looks like and who's in it and create it now, be it now. And then do the actions and then have the outcome of the ideal scene that you create.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. I love that. And also, don't forget, once you get through this, like you said before, you're going to be a beast because if you get through to this tough a- time. A- I'm going to be
1: an animal when this is done. I'm going to be stronger than ever When this is over, I'm going to be able to rely and have confidence and certainty in myself, like nothing I have ever seen before. And that's what you want to fill yourself with. That's how you become an asset. You can take away everything, my things, my plane, my money. I don't care. No one can take away the value and the hours of training that I've given myself or the hours and the days and days of discipline that I've made my hit feet Hit, hit the floor at 6 a.m. and put in the time to become better. Like all of that comes with me, no matter what people say or the little haters or, 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 or whatever, take the money or whatever people wish to see happens to me. If their wildest dreams came true and that did happen to me, no one's taken me away from me. I earned that. That comes with me through eternity
0: yeah and a lifetime of hard work dedication so you mentioned de-stressing what are you doing to de-stress at the moment because you are so much energy and so much drive and I can sense that through this zoom interview even though we're not face to face in real life
1: well I make I I do so many things to handle stress okay first of all I understand when I'm in stress I'm an observer of life I've done a lot of introspective work on myself I start recognizing what moments do stress me out sometimes being around people that constantly remind me of people that say negative things about me, or they remind me of all the mistakes i made. I know that that stresses me out. So maybe I stop being around that person so much, but I understand which stresses me out and how to prevent myself from going down that road. When I need to take a moment to walk away from a project, when I need to go take a walk or exercise or take my vitamins or drink my gallon of water, all these things that people think, oh, that's nothing. I do. And I do on a consistent basis. And I know that helps me. I find ways to have fun. I find ways to make my kids laugh and to be goofy and to be silly and to make my husband laugh. And I, I, I find, um, ways to create actions that I can do to keep me busy and occupy my time to distress myself. So, um, Those are just some of the things I do daily. Like I have to do those things or I don't function well. When I don't work out, I don't function well. When I don't spend time on me to set aside to write on my book so that I can achieve a goal of mine, I am stressed out. I have to hit my own targets and goals in order to be okay for myself and then okay for everybody else.
0: Cool. So, are you so in a sense keeping that routine, keeping that work? Are you still keeping the routine the same? Getting up, obviously, you've got to adjust a little bit. I mean, are you guys still going in the office at the moment? Are you allowed to go and move around at the uh, moment? Or?
1: Grant is still going to the office every single day. Um, we're not really allowed, so the staff hasn't been able to operate and function out of the office, but Grant has. Um, And so that's good. At least he's, he has a a space. I've been operating out of the house. Um, so yeah, no, I've had to adjust and make, changes. So, but yes, a routine is very important for me. I, I operate well under a routine. I have to have my to-do list. I have to have my targets and my goals. I have to be focused when I get bored and scattered and don't really know my purpose or I'm connected to it. I get into a lot of trouble. I get into a lot of trouble when I am bored. I will start attacking everyone. So I know I have to keep discipline in on myself and stay focused or I don't become fun for anyone around me. And I also know that about Grant. So I have to keep him focused on his goals so that he's constantly achieving that or I become a target to him. So it's about knowing how you function the best and what is your stress reliever and and how do you take care of yourself and still produce because my stress reliever a big part of that comes with production that is a big structure of my happiness is me hitting targets like i don't like a whole lot of loaf time i don't that that's more stressful to me i get Bored and in trouble.
0: Yeah. And I think that's true. You
1: have to know this about yourself, but I get my rest. I, I make sure I'm in bed every night by 10 p.m. because I wake up early Yeah, and I need rest. I take care of myself.
0: And that's, Elena, such a valid point, because obviously when you're stuck in the house, if you're not busy, it's going to go, you know, I remember Grant saying something a while back of the white walls, you know, getting, watching these walls and you've got to be able to do activity. Otherwise you go crazy. I like to knowing yourself is one thing, but if you're stuck in the house like we are in the UK, if you're not doing stuff, you're going to go crazy. So that's such a good point
1: it is so great and you know for people like us high energy people you have to move I have to be in motion
0: yeah 100% so look I want to thank you for coming on I know you know we could probably talk a long time about this but I want I want to ask you what's your favourite quote what quote would you like to leave you know for the listeners is there a favourite quote of yours
1: yeah of the favourite quote of mine and I say it all the time and it's in my book and I live by this motto is you are either creating or destroying your empire with every single decision that you make you're either creating or
0: destroying i love it that's just an amazing thank you i think i think that's a great way to end the podcast and uh (laughs) thank you thank you for coming thank you so
1: much